tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I love this song. This song is way too much fun. <laughs> Welcome AfterBuzz fans to the first AfterBuzz TV Blind Spot After Show. We are going to be covering episodes one and two, Pilot and A Stray Howl. And with me, I have the wonderful Stephanie Garrett. Hi. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Excited What's your Twitter? Show? My Twitter is at StephanieG3360. And I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We don't actually have the text to follow the live chat tonight. Sorry, you guys. We can't see what you're saying in there, but please continue the conversation. We will be following the hashtag, and the hashtag for this show is ABTVBlindSpot. Mm -hmm. Fairly straightforward. So if you have something fun to say, if you want to tweet us, if you have any questions or theories, we would really love your theories at this point. Um, tweet them to the hashtag and we will check it throughout the show and you may well get a shout out on air. But for now, let's get into it. What did you think of these episodes? I thought that they were amazing. You know, I think the writing on these shows in the show is great. It's oh, just yeah. like stellar writing. You know, the characters are very rich and complex and I like that. And they really need, we're working with a very interesting overarching plot. So mm. for those of you who may be tuning in without having watched the show, which mm -hmm. I don't know why you do that, but if you are, <laughs> our conceit for this show is that we have Jane Doe, who is a woman who has no memories because of a memory erasing drug that they've evidently been testing, which yeah. I think they just made that up for this show. Because yeah. if they didn't, that's kind of terrifying. That's a little weird. <laughs> and they were talking about using it for PTSD for people who suffer PTSD for right. sol the ones they name drop were soldiers and rape victims so mm, it's like okay yeah. yeah yeah I'm a little worried about the implications of this drug but we needed a reason for her not to remember anything right so she's found in a duffel bag in Times Square with a tag that says call the FBI and she is tattooed all over her body all of the tattoos are evidently less than a week old which is one of the yeah. things they find out and she does not remember anything no her name where she's from absolutely nothing about herself mm -hmm. but she has the name of kurt weller an fbi agent tattooed on her back yeah and so we have our unlikely duo <laughs> we have our person who can't remember anything but has a ton of tattoos all over the place that are clues to goodness knows what mm -hmm. and we have our fbi agent who has been summoned by a tattoo and is going to be working with her because the tattoos say so that's just a little weird yeah and it just it's like a giant puzzle on her body it is and i'm wondering because a lot of this is really convenient because yeah. on our first episode they just managed to decode that one of the tattoos is in chinese behind her ear and it's an address and an a address. date and it's like it's today's date and it's this address in chinatown Okay, I'm really glad you found that exactly when you did, because otherwise there are problems. <laughs> right. 
And then they found this other tattoo for the second episode that needed the first tattoo to decipher it. I wrote down the name of the cipher. Mm-hmm. A veneer cipher? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I don't know how, I, I spelled it correctly, but yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Where they needed the first tattoo to be able to decode the second. So right. it seems the timetable and mm-hmm. the way the tattoos are interconnected seems a little convenient to me. Yeah, and they also found the other tattoo underneath the tattoo that says she could be a SEAL or Special Forces. See, that makes sense because people yeah. do cover up tattoos all right. the time. She kind of they kind of layered it or something. Yeah, I think that she had a Special Forces tattoo and then they just tattooed a black square yeah. over it so mm-hmm. you couldn't immediately see it. Right. So that would make sense if they're trying to hide that part of her identity. But just the way things are unfolding, it's like, wow, you sure are lucky you found that one. Wow, you sure are lucky that this person knows about this type of cipher and was able to, wow. Yeah, and I wrote down, the tattoos are in like 22 different languages. Yeah. And the fact that she speaks most of them. I would not be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it it seems really super convenient, but I'm wondering if there isn't some dance, puppets dance master plan that we have going on back there. Oh, yeah. A little Jason Bourne thing going on. A little something. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. She's uh, got, you know, she's she's definitely a professional, though. Oh, yeah. And we're two episodes in. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way we have the full story yet. Right. So what seems convenient for us might be... We're looking at what might be a Xanatos Gambit. Yeah. We are not... For those of you who don't know what a Xanatos Gambit is, if you ever watched the 90s cartoon Gargoyles, one of the villains was Xanatos, and he had a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. He went to F at one point. (laughs) There was always a backup plan and a backup for the backup, and he would anticipate things that there is no way that he could have known how they'd turn out. He would anticipate that the coin you were flipping would land on heads or Uh, something like that. It's one of those, oh, I had that planned all along. Really? How? Right. (laughs) And because he became known for having backup plan after backup plan and having these intricate plans that were always right, the trope name became a Xanatos Gambit, where there's no way you could have known this would pan out the way it did, but somehow you planned for it. Right. So we might be looking at a very large Xanatos gambit. Very large. And I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns with this uh, character and her storyline and everything. I, I think it's going to we're going to be I think we're going to get a lot of surprises. Well, we definitely got something with um, episode two. And we're, yeah. we're, we're skipping ahead a little because right. let's face it, the most important part of episode one is um, establishing. That's right. the word I was looking for. <laughs> Our characters were establishing Jane Doe, right. that she doesn't remember literally anything, and yeah. that... And well, like, she did choose to, at the end of the first episode, not to have... She chose to, to have her memory erased. I so they very, say. I am very glad we got that flashback, because I was mm-hmm. supremely uncomfortable with this show right up until that point. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, oh, wait, she chose this? Really? Well, for me, it was an agency thing. Just Mm. seeing her panic and so confused and so scared. It's like, oh, my God. And someone did this to her and she didn't have a choice. Like, that was supremely uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. me. And then at the very end of the first episode, we have that flash with her and the mysterious bearded man from the woods. Bearded man. That's what he's going to (laughs) be. Hand gestures and everything. Until we get a name. (laughs) Right. The mysterious bearded man from the woods. Yeah, exactly. And her choosing to Mm. inject herself with the drugs and to Mm. wipe her memory and essentially saying, yeah, I know what it's going to do, but what other choice do I have? So it's like, okay, okay, we have a measure of agency. I feel much better now. Oh, absolutely. This is 
less creepy. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> because we sure did find her naked in a duffel bag in the middle of Times Square. And that, uh. If that wasn't creepy enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very interesting, very unique premise, but, uh, yeah. But I have to worried. say, the, the, the interest, intri- intricacy, excuse me, of her tattoos is just phenomenal. I know. That's like, who, like, who would think of that? Like, that's almost plausible. You know, in like real life, you think you find some person in a duffel bag covered in tattoos. Well, if you've seen people with like the really intricate sleeves mm-hmm. or anything like that, you, you know, tattoo artists are amazing people mm-hmm. and do amazing work. Yeah. I'm just wondering, who did the tattoos? Was it yeah. the mysterious bearded man in the woods? Or right. I need to come up with a shorter nickname. That's not yeah. going to fly. And how long was she there to get all that? That's what I'm thinking. They said that all of them are less than a week old. Wow. Yeah. But it takes a lot of time to mm-hmm. do tattoos. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm wondering if there are other people in on this, if they're, if they brought in a bunch of tattoo artists and then <laughs> erased their memories or killed them because that's, that's an right. option that's on the table. Right. Evidently it could be. We really don't know. The most unbelievable aspect of this is one guy did all those tattoos in a week. Right. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, just the different colors and the artistry for a lot of them. There's right. there's no way that was one person's work in that short span of time. Right. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see, you know, how they're going to start uncovering each one and the direction that they're going to go. I figure that given what we have for these first two episodes, we will get one possibly two a week two and a that week, they yeah. will interlock with each other. We'll find another cipher that has to do with what we saw today yeah exactly so well what, what she she did go toe-to-toe with weller though fighting so she's definitely got some skills yeah they said that she might have been a navy seal right. and i'm not sure how accurate this is so if someone who is a seal has knowledge of this particular right. branch of the military can chime in in the comments or on twitter let us know that they would not have recorded that she was a navy seal because yeah. she was a woman I know we had the news article recently about two women, it was either the Army Rangers or the Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. passing the exam, like passing the very grueling physical yeah. training to be able to get in, and that this was the first time someone had done that. Right. So if that was the case, I can see that. But again, I don't have a lot of insight as to how that particular branch operates. Right. So if anyone has some of that, wants to let us know, we yeah. would absolutely love it. Yeah. Can a woman be black ops? I don't know. You know, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why not. Yeah, there really, really isn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, stealthy, smaller, stealthy. We can get in there and do some, handle some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So our overarching mystery, yeah. I guess, our procedural framework for episode one right. is that we have someone named Chow, whose first name I did not write down because yeah. I'm that kind of note taker. <laughs> Me too. Who is trying to blow up the Statue of Liberty. Right. Because he was angry about his mother dying in mm-hmm. a camp somewhere after he'd been petitioning the United States to get her out. Like, there was this whole big thing. And he was obviously and understandably not happy with that. And so he, not obviously and not at all understandably, decides to blow the Statue of Liberty. Because Just, why not? Why not? Just because he could. Yeah. So we had a chase through subways. We had a thing with plastic explosives. It was a lot of very interesting stuff. But mm-hmm. what we got from this is that they wanted to keep him alive yeah. so that she could ask him, do you know me? Are you a connection to my past? Because right. she has no idea, which is the premise of the show. Yeah. And that. Yeah. 
Well, my train of thought just died right there. Well, he ended up in the hospital. <laughs> he did. And they found out that she could make that shot, and we mm-hmm. had her first flashback. Thank you. There train of go. thought re-railed. All right. <laughs> there we go. And that she had a flashback of doing a shooting range in the woods with mm-hmm. Mysterious Bearded Guy. Mysterious Bearded Guy. And that it was definitely not an official-looking range. It's like hammered no. tin hanging uh-huh. from trees. Like out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So this this may not have been on the up and up. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And so the episode ends, our pilot ends, with the mysterious man sneaking into the hospital where Chow is and him saying, you know, I won't tell anything, I won't tell anything. And the guy going, you know, everything went to plan except for one thing. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to die. Yeah. So he ODs him on, I didn't write down the chemical, but he ODs him to cause a massive heart attack. Stroke. Stroke. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And kills him. Yeah. And we get this shot of all these doctors rushing towards the mm-hmm. room and this bearded guy in scrubs with, you know, a surgical yeah. mask just walking away calmly. like he owns the, like strutting away. <laughs> right. Calmly walks out. But I'm watching this going, that is extremely theatrical, but how has no one noticed? Like, you're walking the wrong way. Right. Lo and behold, in episode two, they're looking at the security footage going, wait, who is that? Someone find him. He's walking the wrong way. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah, he looks, he looks creepy. What is he doing? He's very calmly walking away. Well, and just that he is a doctor and there is a medical emergency going on behind right. him and he's going away from it. Right. Again, I, I don't know the inner workings of hospitals, but I would imagine if you're right there and you're not doing anything life-saving for someone else, you drop what you're doing and run to save the person who's flatlining. Right. So for him to just be like, nope, I'm good, bearded guy, out, <laughs> that that sticks out. Right. And I'm so glad that the show picked up on that. Right. Yeah, they did. And that, because that was, you know, because I think that that's the same bearded guy that was in the woods with mm-hmm. her. I, you know, I think he's he's going to be a big part of the story at some point, I think. Yeah, it has always been the same bearded guy. And yeah. again, we don't have a name yet, so name. it's just going to be bearded dude. Bearded dude. <laughs> but he showed up a few times in this episode as well. Yeah. Right before the second drone strike, he's just kind of around a corner watching her like, hey guys, what's going on in this right. apartment? <laughs> yeah, and then she, like I said, she had a two, she has a, two, she has a memory of killing a nun. She well, does. Well, so she thinks it's a nun. She's in the middle of, I I love her sessions with this doctor. Mm-hmm. I have to say the doctor is one of my favorite yeah, side characters. And partially because he's the first person to actually show her compassion mm-hmm. and to be like, no, guys, she has no memories and this is traumatic. We need to deal with this. Right. Not be like, oh, we'll put her in an apartment and we'll deal with it and we'll scan all the tattoos. And she's like, he's like, no, she's a human being. Right. And he has a very calming effect over her, I think. Yeah. And he kind of calms her down a little bit. I'm not sure if he's a medical doctor or a psychiatrist or six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm -hmm. But it helps to have him there. Right. And he may not be a psychiatrist, but he may be the only one with the required level of clearance. Yeah, that's right. But I just, I love the coffee and tea scene mm, from the first episode mm-hmm. where he brings her one of each and goes, and, well, see, now you know that you like this one, and now you know that this other one tastes like whatever it was, mm-hmm. and you remember the taste of whatever it was. You learned something about yourself. Right. And I'm just like, I like you. I know, I like you. Can I talk to you <laughs> for an hour? <laughs> Seriously, can, can we just, like, sit down and get a beer and talk about life? <laughs> right. Can we have more scenes with this doctor? Because. Right. Like I said, he's one of my favorite side characters, and I love their little interactions because Mm -hmm. it really humanizes her. Yeah. Because she is going through 
unimaginable trauma. I mean, yeah. obviously none of us can relate to I don't I know I can't. You probably can't. Uh, no. Who am I? Right. And so yeah. to see these scenes with the doctor brings it down to earth, addresses the yes, we're trying to figure this out. No, it's not all procedural yeah. and action. Yeah. It's it's humanizing and we need that in this show. Yeah, I think she's going to she's going to have to have some humility to figure out who she is in the long run, you know. She's going to have to like ground herself and, and just kind of work on herself. And I yeah. think the doctor's going to be integral in, in doing that for her. So Good, I'd like more of him. I know. <laughs> and we keep seeing the only flashbacks we've seen so far have been violent. Yeah. We've seen the shooting range and we see like you said one that we think is her shooting a nun because it's mm. a person in a habit and she shoots right. them from behind. Yeah. And so that's super disconcerting. Yeah. And so one of our big overarching themes for episode two is mm-hmm. her trying to figure out, do your memories make you who you are? Yeah. Am I a good person? How does this work? Right. And being extremely doubtful of herself because all she has is a shooting range, a memory of killing a nun, yeah. and I like coffee. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So I think she's, qu- she's questioning her character, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have anything to go on. So yeah, yeah of course she's freaking out about it. She right. knows how to do violence and... More than once, yeah. if you've noticed, when she takes down a guy, they have to pull her off of him. Yeah, she's like going all in. She's like, it's like a pit bull. <laughs> well, we had that with the abusive husband last episode, mm-hmm. and then this episode we have this with the um, with Ivan, oh, with yeah. this other drone uh-huh. pilot that they're trying to find, and yes. she takes him down and is essentially garroting him with a cord, and yeah. that's she chokes him out. It's extremely violent, and it's if Kurt hadn't shown up, they'd be dead. Yeah, it's almost like a switch goes off with her. Yeah. You know, like, you just flip a switch, and boom, there she is. Which, again, raises a lot of questions about who was she, what is this training she has, what's Mm -hmm. going on? And we as the audience are like, come on, come on, come on, more and more and more. (laughs) And what we did get was we also got some of Kurt's backstory. Yes, which was interesting this episode. Evidently, he, when he was young, had a friend named Taylor, mm-hmm. and she disappeared yeah. 25 years ago. Right. And evidently, his dad was accused of kidnapping and murdering her, and mm-hmm. they never, you know, they never found her, and he was, it was never, he never went to trial, he was never convicted. Right. That's the word. He was yeah. never convicted. Right. It's 10 p.m., guys. It's it's, it's it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. And she has the same scar on the back of her neck yeah. as his childhood friend. And that's yeah. how he remembered. Yeah. So, and he's he hasn't gotten over Taylor. It's been right. 25 years and he hasn't gotten over it, which that's understandable. Mm-hmm. And he blames his dad. And yeah. we've seen that his sister very obviously doesn't. But, I mean, right. his mom left his dad over yeah. this and it's... Mm-hmm. And if it's a if it's wrongful, then that's terrible. Yeah, this that's, guy's life has been ruined. Yeah, that's destroying a whole life, and yeah. everybody in the town thinks that he did it, and yeah, everybody was destroyed by it. So it'd be interesting to find out if that's really her. So yeah, we um, Kurt thinks that Jane Doe is Taylor, Taylor mm-hmm. because she has the same scar on the back of her neck, and she has the same eyes, and she's would be about the right age. Yeah. Because Taylor was 10, 12 years Something old. Something like that, yeah. Very young. Uh-huh. And then it's been 25 years since then. Right. And so they ran a DNA test. And we have mm. our preview for next week saying, we have the results, but not saying what they are. Not saying what they are, yeah. And so that's some insight into Kurt that he really doesn't let things go. We saw him kind of lose his noise a little when a little girl got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yelling at a three-star general is not something you do. Right. That man is super high in the ranks. And that's just... <laughs> and he's FBI and he should know better. Yeah, but yeah. he absolutely lost his noise over a little girl who was probably about Taylor's age being kidnapped. Right. Yeah, I think he, he sort of blames himself in some way, maybe. We're going to find out. Maybe he had, you know, he couldn't save her or something like that. I don't know. Well, I I would imagine if someone you really care about goes missing and you can't yeah. find her, there's some guilt about, I know her well enough. I should have been there. I should have, even if you're 10 or 12 years old and you very obviously could not have done anything. Right. That's true. That's guilt true. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, they had a, the whole major uh, Gibson thing. and He was a little creepy. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of wondering what this show's stance on government is, because we've yeah. had two very anti-government episodes. Yeah. Like, the government has screwed up in this massive way, or the government has made a drone program on U.S. soil. Okay, that's creepy. Arm drone. Arm, Arm drones. Yeah. Arm mm-hmm. drones on U.S. soil. And it's showing how it affects the lives of everyday people. Yeah. So I'm... I'm wondering about the writer's stance on government. I'm wondering what's going to go on. I'm wondering if there isn't a very large conspiracy with mm-hmm. Jane Doe and with the mysterious bearded man. And again, we don't, we have a lot of questions and not nearly enough of the pieces. Yeah. I think that they're going to, all the characters are somehow connected through her body, of course, through all the tattoos. So I think they're going to start, like you say, giving us clues here and there. So to figure out who's who and what's what and all that. So. It's going to be really good. We've got a couple with this Taylor thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, part of me feels like it'd be way too early for a reveal like that. Yeah. We were, we were talking yeah, about yeah. this a little before the show. Yeah, yeah. And the other part is thinking, well, okay, but she still disappeared 25 years ago, and that's the last that Kurt knows of her, so mm-hmm. he can tell her, this is what you were like as a child, this is where you lived, here are, you know, old photos. Yeah. But he still can't fill in the gaps for the last 25 years. Yeah. and where's she been? Yeah. So even if it turns out that she is Taylor, that's mm-hmm. still the big mystery around Taylor unsolved. Right. So even if they do give us that huge plot twist in episode three of, right. I think they got picked up for nine episodes, actually. Oh, I think okay. we've got, we either have a nine or a full 12 at oh, this point. But okay. this series got picked up. Mm-hmm. So, yay, yeah. good, awesome. We like this. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all the crumb, the breadcrumbs. Just follow yeah. the breadcrumbs, as they say. <laughs> well, at this point, if it's Taylor, they may have dropped us a whole slice. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to, you know, eventually give us the reveal, as they say. Give us, I like a re- I like a nice reveal. Yeah. You know, I like when the characters are sort of dark and, you know, and, and, and complex. Sort of like, I think Weller's got some other stuff going on, too. Oh, you know? of course. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get probably eventually get into his storyline. But you can kind of tell the way he carries himself. That he's kind of, you know, got something deep, deep going on in his spirit, I think. Yeah. Well, and we also have our other agents. I think it's Reed is the one that's saying that, why are we trusting these tattoos? Why are we following right. this? He is the necessary skeptic. Yeah. Because we need someone who's going to be the voice of the audience that's going, this is super convenient and kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Do we want to question why we're going along with this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would want to know. Yeah. I, that's what I, I want to know. Hey, give me the goodies. <laughs> I want to know so, what's going on. So it's good to have someone like that. It's good <clears throat> to have a balance because if yeah. everyone just blindly goes along with it, that's the point where the audience starts going, uh, mm. are we following a band of idiots? <laughs> 
Yeah, I know exactly. Like, what are they doing? Like, what's going on? You know, what are they? And why are they doing this? And why are they? No, no, no. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get it. You know, I think it's gonna be good. Well, and you yeah. don't want your procedural show to be a band of idiots because that's no. the point where you're like, oh no, we're done. Right. How exactly. do they ever solve crimes? They're stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what else did you think about uh, Jane Doe's? Um, you know, her skills and everything. Her, uh, you know, her fighting skills. She's pretty tough. She had to be, like, hardcore trained. Yeah. Well, again, if you're a Navy SEAL, I would imagine you get some hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. But, again, with how rough she is and how good at improvising, I would say she's had more than SEAL training. And, again, we go back to the shooting range that's out in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the guy in question trained her or if she got her training somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But she has definitely been in a few scrapes, and I would imagine that they have ended with fatalities, oh, yeah. given how far she goes. Yeah. I think she's a trained killer, actually. That's just my opinion. That's interesting. I, hey. Tell I mean, me more. I'm just saying. She's got the fists, man. She knows what she's doing. So she could have been, I don't know. You know, I'm just speculating. Spitballing. Just my, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just with her uh, skills and everything. I think she's, you know, she was, she was put together for a purpose. And those yes. tattoos are for a purpose. Yes. Yeah, I think that's going to be something to see for sure. And it makes you wonder how long this has been in the works. Yeah. If if we're going back to a Xanatos gambit and talking about that, who is our Xanatos in this picture? Who's putting it together? Is it the guy with the beard or is he just her handler? Right. There could be someone else behind this that we don't have any clue exists yet. Because our big mystery right now is still, who is the mysterious bearded man behind the tree? <laughs> the man behind the, yeah. I can't say the man behind the curtain. <laughs> who showed up in her apartment. Yeah, and how did he get past all those people that's supposed to be watching her? <laughs> He's her handler. He <laughs> has to be, I don't know. <laughs> we also I, don't know if there are still people watching her or if they've decided, well, she's self-sufficient. Yeah, she can. You know, I think we they're watching know. her because he's always in, in, like in the in the wings. You know, that's true. He was standing outside of the building. He was like, I didn't even know that was going down. So somebody knows something. Yeah, he was like eyeballing her, checking her out, like seeing what she's doing. And when the building blew up, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he knew she was going to be there mm-hmm. for that drone attack. So we don't know if he's tracking her with something. Who knows? She might have a chip, yeah, like a pet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was kind of thinking that scar on the back of her neck was. Maybe they put it like inserted RFED chip in it or whatever they call that. You know, the oh, chip that's with interesting. It. I know. I was like, hmm, no, maybe not. Maybe not, you know. But I know for the pet chips, they're just needles. But then it's a very, very simple chip that just has your address on yeah. there and requires a scanner. If they were going to put a tracker or a GPS locator or something in there, then... It would be larger, so yeah. the back of the neck. Hmm. Maybe not. You know the. They no, have stuff I like we haven't that even theory. Seen. You know, they got stuff we haven't even seen before. They had the internet, you know, ten years before we even had it. So yeah. who knows? <laughs> back when it was a series of tubes, right? Exactly. So they they always get the good stuff first, and then they give it to the people for a second. <laughs> well, that's what's fun about this is we have so few clues. We could be like, it could be this. She could be a trained killer. She could be Taylor. She could not be Taylor. She, she be might Taylor. be being tracked. She. It, this guy might be the handler. He might be Xanatos himself. We just don't know. I know. I said so, Jane. Yeah, Jane chased the army guy and yeah uh, the car flipped over no oh, medical checks like you none. mentioned <laughs> you and mentioned again that. i realized that's uh, because drama because we have to do that sort of thing because it would be very boring to watch that mm-hmm. but if she'd broken her neck there goes jane doe there goes jane doe i mean like she just popped up like 
I was like, okay, no limping. I'd be limping. My bad, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll take her back to the hospital and get her checked out later because, exactly. as it turns out, car accidents can really screw you up. Right. Take it from someone who's been in three of them. Okay. <laughs> it's it's fun, you guys. Don't ever do it. No. I, I don't recommend the experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, well, what, yeah, what? so we have Gibson, who was a pilot in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and then became a drone pilot yeah. for this local drone program, which is terrifying. Yeah. And he just, yeah. he decides to blow the whistle on it because he can't stand American civilian casualties, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Yeah. He probably has, they said he had PTSD, but then they upped his clearance. Right. But I would imagine that he has some form of it at this point. Probably at that point, yeah, but they probably just burned him, you know. Very badly. Yeah, yeah, he just got burned, and I think he just got sick of it, and he wanted to get after those people. Well, and it was also, I would imagine, a sense of right and wrong Mm -hmm. that he wanted to do good, and that people dying on American soil because they were collateral damage for these drone strikes that were covered up by the government did not sit right with him. And that's putting it extremely lightly. Yeah. So he wanted to blow the whistle, expose the whole program. Mm -hmm. And the person he came, he, the person he went to, to do that with him, one Ivan Musgrave, who was also a drone pilot and who nearly got killed by Jane Doe in this (laughs) scuffle because dang, you guys, she was like, come here. That was, that was a good scene. Because he was so much wild. bigger than her, too. That was some really good fight choreography. Yeah. she's And she's a little little bitty thing in person. So I'm like, yeah, that that was that had to have been tough. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's when you teach someone to use another person's weight and momentum against mm-hmm. them. So a little person taking out a larger person. As a woman, she's got a lower center of gravity, right. which has the advantage. It's, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so yeah. That, yeah. that was a very well choreographed fight scene. But yeah. Ivan essentially turned the tables on Gibson and turned him in instead. Mm-hmm. And they stripped his pension and they stripped his clearance and they threatened his family. Yeah. And they essentially ruined his life. Yeah. Because he was going to expose this government program. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, you kind of step back and look at the Edward, Edward Snowden bit. Yeah. Uh. And that's on my mind because he just joined Twitter today. Yeah. So that's been in the news and that's, you know, things have been happening. But it's the same kind of idea. Did he do the right thing because he was exposing something immoral and secret that the government shouldn't be doing? Mm -hmm. Or did he do the wrong thing because he was in the military and, you know, you're bound to do certain things? And it depends on it's a very, very difficult issue. And it really depends on what side of the line you're on. Right. And the show made a point of saying he thought he was doing the right thing. The right At thing. some point, he thought it was helping. Mm-hmm. And that twisted into committing murder. Yeah. And they said he killed like 10 people or something. Like At least. At least. That was that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't even know how many he killed before that. So, yeah, I think he was trying to do the right thing, but for the wrong reasons, maybe. I don't know. Well, and it's when it turns to murder, it kind of stops being the right thing. Yeah. The thing that he was trying to blow the whistle on mm-hmm. is what he wound up becoming. Exactly. Yeah. So Which, he was he was a little creepy to me. Yeah. She yeah. Taking the little girl and hiding her. Luckily, they found her. Oh, yeah. Very well, happy of course, about that. We, we needed some parallelism with uh, Kurt's story. Yeah. So that, again, that's. This is a show that I think is going to hit a lot of these issues, mm-hmm. and it's going to do that in such a way that it's not going to say, this was right, this was wrong, this is what you should be thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is what happened in this particular case. Right. 
And his going after people is obviously not the right thing to be doing. Mm -hmm. But we can't really fault him for wanting to blow the whistle on this program. Right. But again, you join the military, you sign up for certain things. Yeah. It just, it's very, very difficult gray area to talk about. And it requires a lot of discussion. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the conspiracy uh, people who are into the government conspiracies are going to love this show because there's oh my God, so yes. many. I mean, even me, I'm like, ooh, can that really happen? Is that plausible? <laughs> Probably. And that's the thing. <laughs> we don't know. I know. Did somebody really like doing this kind of stuff that we don't know about? I'm sure they, I don't even want to know. Never mind. I don't want to know. That's okay. <laughs> don't tell me. I'm good. It's <laughs> like, no, we're, we're, we're claiming ignorance here. Yeah, we're claiming, no, thank you. I'm we're good. just talking about a TV show. Yeah, we're just talking about a TV show. That's it. It's good, wholesome fun for the whole family. No, don't show this to your kids. No, this no. is not for your children to watch. No, it's good for the conspiracy buffs, though. They're gonna love this. Oh show. yeah, yeah. And anybody who's you know into that kind of thing. So and we kind of wrap up the episode with mm-hmm. Jane getting more of her memory. She actually gets this in the car accident, so I guess it yeah. takes trauma for her to remember things. Question mark. I know that sucks. So she hits her head and go, "Oh, I remember something." <laughs> Just evidently a lot of adrenaline is able to override the drug. Who knows? Yeah. But we get her getting the other half of her, oh my God, I just shot a nun memory. I was just going to say that. And it turns out that it was a guy. Uh Uh-huh. So not a nun. And he had something in his pocket. Some USB drive Mm -hmm. with a keypad and a lock on it. So it was something encrypted that she was getting mm-hmm. for reasons unknown. Right. So at least it wasn't, I killed a nun. Right. Because, yeah. you know, they're kind of supposed to be innocent and holy mm-hmm. and a symbol of all that is right and good in the world. Yeah. yeah. And I think that made her feel better because I think she was sort of feeling really bad about that. Yeah. Oh. Repentance, it was know. eating her up. Yeah. Yeah. So. The penance thing was a huge bit of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so even though we don't have a lot from her we did still get some character development from that yeah we don't know why right the wow we don't know why he was dressed as a nun we don't know why she went after him we don't again we have no context for this memory it's just this little out of place snippet given slivers yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's also why it was driving her up one wall and back down again and i have part of the conversation okay. that she had with Kurt written down in my notes somewhere if I can find it. All right. Because boy did I take a lot of notes. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did she say? I think she said something to the effect of, you know, uh, well, I remember her conversation with the FBI yeah. agent, but you go. Found it. Oh, good. Yeah, she's <laughs> very much having identity issues over yeah. who is this, am I a bad person? Who was I in this past life that I That's can't it. remember? Mm-hmm. And Kurt essentially telling her, no, I think you're a good person. Your first instinct is always to help people, Mm -hmm. even if it's, you know, by beating the snot out of other people. (laughs) But like the battered wife in Chinatown in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then we had people here. Her first instinct is to run towards the problem and try to solve it, try to help people. And so for him, Mm -hmm. that makes her a good person. Right. Yeah. And that's obviously very reassuring for her to hear because... She has two snippets of memory, and again, they're both very involved with violence. Uh, yeah, and I don't think that that's really... I mean, it could be a part of her character, but I think she probably is a good person, or was, and she's probably at some point maybe re- will remember that. But well, she likes to help people, apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. if it's adrenaline or tough situations that are triggering the memories, mm-hmm. then it makes sense that it would trigger memories where there was adrenaline, difficult situations, etc. Yeah. Like beginning like. Right. Right. 
So, so well. hopefully we'll get other flavors of memories going on. Yeah, I'm interested to see if she is Taylor. And if she's not, who is she? Well, you know? I think we'll get the Taylor and You know what? Let's let's swing into predictions here. Yeah. Because we've got a little bit to talk about. And now, you're after Buzz And we get the light show. Oh! I love the light show. <laughs> Evidently, it's a lot more difficult to do in the new studio than in the old studio. So thank you for the light show, Marissa. We love you. Marissa's in the booth, and she's a good human being, and you should totally tweet her and (laughs) tell her you love her, because we sure do. So predictions. Predictions. So we did get next week's preview. Mm -hmm. Not so much that I can remember about the preview for procedural stuff, but we got a lot focusing on her memories and who is she and we have a bit more going with the guy who showed up in her apartment yeah creepy. well she was in her underwear that's for a woman that's really creepy <laughs> she could be in a winter coat and I, there's still a guy in her I, apartment no, that's true but i'm just saying you, you yeah know, you're comfortable you're gonna take a shower you're gonna relax and some dude stand up oh it's like oh you know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the plot of scream i <laughs> pretty much it's any slasher horror movie i'm gonna get naked and take a shower she's not gonna make it to the next scene she's not bless her soul but this is not a slasher movie and she is our main character this is not drew barrymore in scream this is yeah this is blind spot yeah and we have him coming out of nowhere and essentially putting hand over her mouth telling her to keep quiet and what little we get in the preview Uh is him telling her you can't trust them Oh, yeah. Whether he's talking about you can't trust the FBI or you can't trust these people who are specific to this episode that we haven't mentioned yet or anything. Yeah. Of course, you edit a preview to intrigue people and give zero answers. Right. Well, who can't she? I mean, who can she trust, really? She has no basis for any of it. We just don't know. Right. Yeah. She probably can't even trust. She definitely can't trust him. (laughs) Oh, no. But again, he could be her handler. Could be the puppet so, master, and you're well. The handler is tasked with keeping an asset in line, making right. sure that they're doing their duty, but also making sure that you know stuff doesn't happen to them, yeah. that they don't fall into the wrong hands, that mm-hmm. they don't start acting out of the character they're supposed to be. Right, all that fun stuff. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into being a handler. So if he is her handler, it's interesting that he makes contact like this when he's very much been on the sidelines right yeah i think he's gonna be we're gonna get a lot more from him to figure out what his deal is yeah so that's your prediction well what do you think about him i think that he is going to try to brainwash her oh he's gonna more brainwashing she has left poor poor girl the little bit she has left the the, the teeny the teaspoonful she's got left he's gonna try to turn it around i think he's gonna try to turn her against the people that are helping her i think he's her handler yeah i think well i think that's true yeah i I don't think he's the man in charge of whatever gambit we have going on i don't think he's the one that did the tattoos Mm mm-hmm I um, I honestly think he's her handler and that he's just keeping her in line mm-hmm. for whatever the larger plan is. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that he's going to get some orders from somebody else. So, you know, and then he's going to go accordingly to whatever they say. Yeah, because if we're looking at a 5,000 piece puzzle and we right. have maybe 10. Yeah. So we just have little things we're trying to put together and the pieces may not even conjoin to each other yet. Yeah. We and I want to know why all the tattoos in different languages that's what that's that's gonna master be plan yeah that's gonna be something that they're gonna probably have to reveal as well you know? well and i think you said we were talking before the show that 
you think she's going to speak all those languages. Yeah, I think, well, she spoke the the, the devil's language. That's what they yeah. call it in the first episode. Who speaks that? Very, very obscure dialect of right, Chinese. Right, exactly. Which I'd be interested to see if that actually exists. Yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't. I don't think they would be oh. pulling something out of the ether like that. But yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to see if that is actually a thing. There's, <laughs> I wouldn't there's be... a verbus diabolo. Oh, really? It's, really? Yeah, it's an old ancient oh. language. It's, it's, it's a dead language. Oh. Verbus diabolo. Really? Well, uh, there you go. That's Marissa. That's our engineer. She's the one that did the laser light show, and we love her. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be. I was going to joke and say I wouldn't be surprised she starts speaking Aramaic. That's the language oh Jesus spoke. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> We're speaking in tongues. It's become a different show. It's a different show. <laughs> so I'm fairly certain there's a Bible show coming down the line at some point on ABC, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> right. Wrong network, I think. Oh, Not sure. No, yeah, wrong network. But, but it's okay. yeah. yeah. So she could speak all those languages. Do we think she's Taylor? My personal opinion, I think she could be. I, I think there's a good chance that she could be. Because apparently that's why his name is tattooed on her back. That why else? Sense. That's the connection. The childhood connection that they had. There could be another connection that we don't know about yet. Right. And there doesn't necessarily have to be a connection. It could just be, this guy fits the psych profile. We can be fairly certain he will act in these ways, given these stimuli. Mm -hmm. So he's the best person to pair up with our asset. You, bearded dude, keep an eye on them. Right. Exactly. I'm going full conspiracy theory with this. I know. Because why not? Why not? Just might as well. We'll see. Well, as as, as the episodes unfold, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) But I think that, I was going to say, I just lost my train of thought. The universe is empty. (laughs) Choo-choo. My universe is empty. <laughs> I hadn't heard that before, and I rather like it. It's an old improv thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think, I was wondering when um, he was talking about her being Taylor, why was she kidnapped as opposed to him? Because normally they like boys. You know what I mean? They want to take boys and train them and do whatever, but they took a girl. Not necessarily. And yeah. I'm, I'm leaning on Marvel here, looking at the Red Room and the Black Widow initiative, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, they had a whole bunch of women that they trained as spies because you don't notice them. That's true. Right. Yeah, you just, expect them mm-hmm. to act a certain way. You expect them to be socialized a certain way. And so they play into those expectations on the surface. But mm-hmm. And again, this is very, very Marvel, but it's also a thing. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they took a woman, that they yeah. took a little girl. Yeah. And that way they can train her and, you know, make her into pretty much whatever they want to. Yeah. Yeah, and then who like creepy? Yeah, well, who, like who raised her? Who fed her? Who took her to school? Like I, that's the stuff I want to know. If it's Taylor, if it's Taylor, but even still, she's got to have that somewhere in her past, don't you think? Possibly. Even but if again, she's like, you know, know, yeah, I was gonna say, even if her name is, even if she finds out, we find out she's not Taylor. Well, who is she? Where'd she go to school? Like, I want to know more of that stuff. And like, what happened between like you know the time she was a kid and twenty five years? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm really, um, you know, leaning for. You know, so. Honestly, but. I think she will be Taylor. Yeah. But like we said earlier, that it's not going to be a very large piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Because if her being Taylor was going to be some big, huge thing, mm-hmm. it'd be a mid-season finale. At oh. least. Or it would be the season finale with the hopes that we would get another season afterwards. Right. All that fun stuff. If Good it was point. going to be a big mover and shaker part of the plot, yeah. they'd save it. But oh. this is episode three. So I'm thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. we're looking at our 5,000-piece puzzle. We have 10 pieces. Her being Taylor Mm -hmm. is maybe another five pieces. 
Maybe it doesn't if we're lucky. Yeah. But I was also thinking, excuse me, that what if they did something weird to her fingerprints and made her not be, I don't know. Do you know how you see these conspiracy shows and they like change the person? They can't change DNA, obviously, but true. You know, I don't know. But I think the most you can do, well, they wouldn't have fingerprinted a 10 year old. Yeah, that's true. They would have been able to get DNA from hair or if they had like a tooth that she'd recently lost or something, they'd be able to grab it from that Mm -hmm. because you can get DNA from all over the dang place. But they wouldn't have had a reason to fingerprint a child. You don't, in from my understanding, you don't usually fingerprint someone unless they're being arrested Mm -hmm. for something or unless they're applying for a security clearance of some sort. So that's why they got to go with the DNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Fingerprints true. tend to be a criminal database sort See, of thing. See, I told you my universe was empty. <laughs> and this is what I picked up from watching a lot of procedurals, but I don't think people get fingerprinted on a well, regular I, hey, basis. Have you, have you looked at the news lately? Some of these kids, man, I'm telling you, some of these kids need to be fingerprinted. <laughs> they thumbprint their iPhones now. I, I, that's a thing. That's true. Yeah. But you know, they But that wasn't 25 years ago. That wasn't 25 years ago. They're going to work it in there somehow. But yeah, I think she, you, so you don't think she's going to be Taylor? I do, actually. Oh, you you said you did. Okay. I think it'll be, I think she will be Taylor, but I don't think that's going to answer any questions because Taylor is still very much an unsolved mystery. Yeah. Where'd she go? What happened to her? Who took her? What happened since then? And that is the one thing that Taylor, if she is Taylor, can't solve because she doesn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna have to start remembering stuff then. I mean, you know, they're gonna start, she has to start bumping her head or something. So yeah. <laughs> More fight scenes. And then, you know, cause it seems like every yeah. time she has a fight scene, she remembers something. Almost. Well, but if we could do other, if we could take her out to see a movie or if we could, you know, go out to dinner, do something that's not aggressive mm. and adrenaline fueled and whatnot, maybe we'll start triggering other memories. Yeah, that's true. I want to know, you know, I want to know everything. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. So yeah, I think she's Taylor. I think the dude's her handler. And that's all I have right now. That's it. That's all I got, too. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, we'll be look, uh, looking forward to seeing the next, next episode. I'm yeah. excited. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be such a blast. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what they're doing. I think we've got a good foundation here, mm-hmm. and I'd love to see them build on it. Yeah, I do, too. Before we go, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes, because iTunes is definitely a thing that we do here. If you've seen an AfterBuzz show before, you know this feel. For those of you who are new to this We put out audio podcasts on iTunes. We are also on YouTube, and it really super helps us out if you find us on iTunes and YouTube, if you like, if you subscribe, if you leave ratings, and if you leave reviews. Mm. Because if you leave a five-star rating and if you leave a nice little review saying, I love your conspiracy theories, or you are totally wrong and here is why, or wow, you really don't know anything about how the Navy works. Right. Just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Leave us reviews. Tell us you like what we're doing. Tell us what you think about it, because that lets our bosses know Hey, they really like people talking about this tattooed lady and the mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy theories surrounding mm-hmm. it. We should continue to have them do that. Yeah. It helps get sponsors. It helps keep the light on in this brand new lovely studio fabulous. that we're in. Super <laughs> fabulous. Uh-huh. And it might even help us get guests. Yeah. If they see that people really like the party that we've going on in here, they uh, may want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's where you guys come in. Like, subscribe, rate, all of that fun stuff. And if you rate us on iTunes, we will give you a shout out on the show. Tell, yep. tell the world what you say. Sure will. We did have Mr. D Style 90 on Twitter following us. He is one of the only people in the hashtag. Thank you. We love you. Uh huh. Saying classic cartoon knowledge, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> All right. So, Stephanie, where can the people find you? Social media. I am on Twitter at StephanieG3360 and Instagram at StephanieG3360. You doing any other stuff with Afterbus? Uh, no, not right now. We'll Just see. the one? Just the one. I might be doing Homeland. Awesome. I'm keeping you. Okay, cool. <laughs> And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. And I do so many shows here that we're mm-hmm. just getting into gear. I do this. I do Minority Report, The Muppets, yeah. Z Nation. Arrow is coming back in two weeks. Oh, it's wow. going to be such a blast. Yeah. I also write articles for the movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. And we do check the YouTube comments. We do check the hashtag mm-hmm. even when we're not streaming live. So, again, if you want to leave your comments on the show, YouTube, iTunes, and on Twitter, hashtag ABTV Blindspot. Thank you guys so much for watching. Let us know your best conspiracy theories, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.